You are Locked On NC State, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenta Gibbs, bringing you another episode of Locked On Wolfpack. And y'all, I'm excited. I'm excited. You already know what's going on. Y'all already know what time it is. It is time for us to celebrate our 79-76 victory over the boys in blue from down the street. Now, let's make no bones about it. This is the first time that NC State has won a game against UNC and PNC since 2018. It's a big deal for a lot of reasons. Let's let's make no bones about it. Let's not lie to ourselves and say, oh, well, you know, it's just another game and oh, all wins are created the same. Long as it's a, you know, it's a conference win, it's a good. No, 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 no. We're going to celebrate this. And we also going to get into Peyton, Peyton Wilson being robbed just a little bit. But we're going to celebrate this. We're going to celebrate this. Don't ask me how many segments I'm going to celebrate for. Because we're going to break it down. We're going to get into how the game was won. And we're going to get into really how the score makes that game look much closer than it actually was. Okay? And that's just the facts and fundamentals of it. So if you watched that game, you saw the same thing that I did as far as NC State pulled away. NC State pulled away at multiple points in that game. However, y'all know we they can't help but to keep it close. They can't help but to keep it close coming down the stretch, and that's, that's in essence, what happened here. Uh, it happened in the first at the end of the first half as well as happening as, and at the end of the game with, you know, a lot of uncharacteristic things happening because I'm, I'm fine with uh, if there are things that, you know, that's what you expect or there's a big at the free throw line missing free throws, whatever. But things like Braxton Beverly turning the ball over and missing free throws, things like that are the type of things that make you say, well, okay, all right, this is this is tough, but it's okay. It's all right. So, again, this this uh, 79-76 win, Coach Keats first over uh, UNC and PNC and all that. And again, so I saw the, the tweet from ESPN come out that said, down goes number 17 and I had Roy Williams' face looking shocked. Two problems with that. Number one, the number 17 ranked team came in with more losses than NC State. Even if you say, well, those losses were against more quality opponents and NC State lost to St. Louis, sure, fine. NC State had nine players when they lost to St. Louis, but sure. We'll pretend like all losses are created equal. Even beyond that, this was not a game in which uh, UNC was mightily favored. This was not a game in which people were assuming that, or Vegas rather, assumed that they were going to uh, win this game or even blow folks out the water. Like, that's just that's just the facts, again, facts and fundamentals of what this is. So now, let's go ahead and, and get into what happened. NC State got a lot of, a lot, a lot of big play from a lot of players. As always, Coach Keats brings depth on depth on depth. And, man, when I tell you, uh, first of all, Devin Daniels led all scorers with 21. He did what he had to do. Uh, other than the parts of the game in which he was in foul trouble, he was always one of the more impactful players on the floor. But Mr. Shaquille Moore, come on in the room. 17 points in 15 minutes. Mr. Shaquille Moore, come on in the room. 
This, again, this was not a game in which UNC led at any point except early when it was like two zip. Other than that, NC State pulled away early. They started to get in back in the game toward the end of the first half, going into halftime. And then from there, I believe the, uh, the lead ballooned as big as, I want to say, 15 points. And then at that point, that was about the midway point of the first half. And then from there, uh, UNC started to eat away, eat away, eat away. And in the second half, it was pretty much more the same. NC State starts extending the lead a little bit, but UNC battles back. And then from there, it was a, a back-and-forth affair. But still, UNC did not lead at all after the, the two-zip uh, mark. So, or it might not have been as low as two-zip, but it was pretty early in the game. I noted for a fact they did not lead for any significant amount of time uh, whatsoever. And, and again, it's, it's a huge deal. It is objectively a huge deal because it's not just that they won, it's how they won. If you heard me on the show with uh, the ever-so-talented Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels the other day, she said it was going to be a track meet. I said, great. I love it. I love it. I love to see a track meet. I love to see him get up and down the court because that plays right into what NC State wants to do, as well as it hinders uh, UNC some of UNC's best abilities. UNC was supposed to be a, a, a big the big bully with all the better bigs and all this and all that. But again, if you just look at the numbers here, they don't paint that picture for you. And that is by and large due to NC State forcing turnovers, getting out and running. And that's the, that, again, that's just the honest to God truth of the matter. I mean, when you look at the, uh, when you look at the rebounding totals here, you see UNC won that battle by 11, but that, mainly happened down the stretch. Again, NC State started this game hot, out the gates, started streaking out the gates, and they never really looked back. Manny Bates was a primetime performer as well with uh, 14.7 assists, and I want to say five blocks. Manny just continues to do it. He just continues to do it uh, with the blocks. Darion Sebron played some really good defense, did some good things on the board. Jericho Hellams, 0 for 8 from the floor, right? One point. You would think, well, that's a bad game. But the numbers don't truly tell his complete impact. Because with Manny Bates on Baycott and no Thunderbird, you think to yourself, well, who's going to handle uh, Garrison Brooks whenever Manny Bates is off the court? Or whenever there's a switch, who knows? You know, there are plenty of different ways that a player besides Manny Bates is gonna have to check. Jericho Hellams did an outstanding job. Jericho Hellams held this young man down as well. He finished with uh, Garrison Brooks finished with ten point seven rebounds, five of fourteen from the field. That is what will win you games. That right there is what will win you games. There's no if ands or or buts about it. So, again, shout out to those guys. Braxton Beverly was uncharacteristically bad from the free throw line. He went two of six. However, he missed his last four, stayed after the game to get up some free throw shots as well. And this this was a complete team win. But, man, Shaquille Moore really did his thing. He shot the lights out, starting the game three for three from three before he missed his final attempt from three. 
But uh, finishing, again, 17 points, 6 of 11 from the field, uh, some big steals. He really did what needed to be done. Um, and and NC State shot, I want to say it was 67% from three in the first half. They cooled off, shot 25 in the second, but still. I mean, dude, 8 of 17 from deep. The 11 of 20 from the free throw line has to improve. It has to improve, but at the end of the day, it will. Uh, a win is a win is a win. Got to be geeked up about it. Got to be excited about it. Maybe even, let me not say it too loud, because I know the national media might not like it, but maybe even get NC State ranked. Who knows? But again, great game, man. Great game. As we have said multiple times, and as Kevin Keats has said, Kevin Keats is a winner. All right? Kevin Keats is a winner. And ladies and gentlemen, when you were watching the game, I hope that you had a nice cold Coors Light in your hand. It is the beer that is made for chilling. The Wolfpack are always on go. They're always pushing the pace. They're always trying to get some steals, get out in fast break, get out in transition. And we to, to be a lot of the same way in life. However, when you got that nice cold Coors in your hand, it's as cold and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies air. Do you know what time it is, all right? Whenever you can get your hands on the course, by all means, sit down, watch yourself a game, drink a little course, and relax. And as always, whenever you are drinking course, celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Also, let me talk to you all just for a second here about Built Bar. It is the ultimate bar for the health-conscious person. This here built bar would be great as a Christmas gift to any of your loved ones if you're trying to get them, uh, if, if they're a very health conscious person who wants to lose weight or maintain weight or whatever the case may be along the lines of health, even gain weight, they can do that if they use built bar properly. It is a great bar that is high fiber, high protein, low sugar, low carb, low fat. 100% milk chocolate, so it tastes like it's cheat day, but the nutrition of the bar tell you you can eat it every day. Built Bar is a great bar with 18 flavors, 6 original, 12 brand new. You can never get tired of it. It'll never get old on you, all right? So head on over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON for some amazing savings. So now, going forward, Will NC State finally start to get some respect? Will NC State basketball, especially this season, finally start to get some respect, right? Like, will that happen? I would hope so. But you know what? I, the beautiful thing about basketball that is not the case with football, you get a situation of, um, at the end of the day, you're, you get a chance to play your way into winning some games. You get a chance to play your way into a national championship or a Final Four or Elite Eight or whatever the case may be, as opposed to football where you're like, eh, it doesn't really matter how many games you win. Eh, your, your cachet isn't big enough. Eh, you're, you're this team. You're, you're this conference. You don't get the chance to show up. There's a reason they're always bracket-busting teams every year. And NC State is so good, I don't think that if the term, if this season does finish – and there is a tournament, uh, people would be surprised by NC State performing well in it. But, man, 
again, Devin Daniels, game high 21. Um, and this this team here, this is something special. I've I've already said, I don't think this is the apex of what Coach Keats can do as far as recruiting, as far as having his guys in, as far as having players that fit his system. And I don't think it's the apex, but I think it's a darn good job that going forward, this I think will be a really good baseline uh, for what Coach Keats expects going forward. Great win, fellas. Great win as always. Hopefully we can sweep them. That would be even better this year to get two wins off those bums in blue, all right? And now, I was talking about uh, NC State basketball getting their respect, but what does Peyton Wilson have to do? I just don't understand. I know, I I know Notre Dame has the clout, the cachet, all that good stuff. I know as far as selecting the playoffs and all that, it was going to be the odds are stacked against whatever the case may be. Sure, we're not even in that competition. That's fine. That's fine. But Peyton Wilson was flat out robbed here. Flat out robbed here. And here's why I say flat out robbed. 56 total tackles for Jeremiah Wusu. Uh, I don't even want to try the rest, but I'm Jeremiah Wusu. I'm just going to call him Jeremiah. Just keep it nice and simple here. He had 56 total tackles, 108 for Peyton Wilson, 57 solo. 57 solo. So let's break that down for a minute. Let's break down what that means here. Peyton Wilson had more tackles where he started and finished the tackle by himself than Jeremiah had tackles that he was in on. Not only was this young man named the ACC Player of the Year, he was also the Buckus Award winner. I get it. Notre Dame had to win something, and, and they didn't really – they don't have a guy that's in the Heisman talks. Uh, they don't really have anybody that's in talks for any of the other sexy awards, and, and Buckus was the one that I thought – that it looks like they thought we could slide this one or whoever, and, and nobody will notice. Jeremiah is tied for the lead in tackles on his team with Kyle Hamilton. Kyle Hamilton also has 56. So the only statistical categories, let me read them off for you back to back here. Total tackles, Jeremiah Wusu 56, Peyton Wilson 108. Tackles for loss, Jeremiah 11, Peyton Wilson 11 and a half. Sacks, Jeremiah one and a half, Peyton Wilson three and a half. Force fumbles, Jeremiah three, Peyton Wilson zero. Fumble recoveries, Jeremiah 2, Peyton Wilson 0. Interceptions, Peyton Wilson 1, Jeremiah, I'm sorry, Jeremiah 1, Peyton Wilson 2. So, again, what this, there are a few different ways to frame this, but I honestly, I, I need this explained to me like I am a, a third grader because there were too many games where Jeremiah was not impactful, seemed to be lost in the shuffle, for this to be a serious conversation for me. How you give a young man the Buckus Award after literally 
Literally. This is, and I, I kid you not, this is not something that I'm making up. This ain't some lie that I, I'm putting out a, a, a hit piece on this young man or whatever the case may be. There was a game this year where he registered one, uh, one pass breakup, and that was it. No tackles, no tackles for loss, no anything. Maybe he got hurt in that game. Who knows? I would hope so. I would hope that that's what happened. I'm not hoping for injury on anybody, but I'm hoping that that's the explanation of some sort to to talk about this so that I'm I know I'm not crazy here. Against um against who are, who who is this? Who is this? Against Boston College, zero tackle, nothing but a singular pass breakup. Like, what? Okay, all right. You know what? That's cherry picking. Sure. All right, fine. Peyton, Wilson's look, Peyton Wilson played 10 games this season, right? Of the 10 games that Peyton Wilson played, he was not healthy in all of them, but he still found a way to put up decent numbers every single one of them. His lowest tackle output came against UVA. Seven. Seven. That was his lowest tackle output of the season. Seven tackles. In a game, right? That's his lowest output. Jeremiah had, of the 11 games that Jeremiah has played, he was under seven total tackles. Or, you know what? It would be easier to count how many times he was over seven. Of the 11, he was only over seven three times. At North Carolina, at Duke, and uh, against Clemson the first time. Like, what? So... What's the metric? What's the oh okay? All right, so tackles are not that impactful, and it's about the amount of turnovers you create. I am telling you, there is no way that the voters watched NC State Duke and came up with this metric, this logic. That Duke game, NC State did everything they could to lose it, except for a young man named Peyton Wilson. Nineteen tackles. Two interceptions, half a sack, half a tackle for loss. This young man was all over the field, won that game by itself. And that wasn't the only game where you just, he just kept popping up. He just kept popping up. He just kept popping up. Again, I know that the folks want to give Notre Dame something, but this is just, this is Highway Robert. This is honestly and truly Highway Robert. How does a young man? win this award with less total tackles than another player in his conference has solo tackles in more games in more games in 11 games 56 total in 10 games for Peyton 57 solo what how how and you can't even say, well, you know, uh, Jeremiah's an edge defender, and, that, and that's, that's the difference. Because if you're an edge defender, if you're an edge rusher with one and a half sacks, and you're up for this, for this award, for the Buckets, with one and a half sacks coming off the edge, how? How? I don't understand. The play against Clemson that the young man made was huge. That fumble return touchdown, huge, sure. But still, I have argued from jump. That team was in that game solely because Clemson was missing so many pieces. 
We saw it in the ACC championship. That was clearly the case. That was clearly the case because it wasn't even close. It wasn't even like Clemson caught the dogs off fairly early in that game because it wasn't even a case where you could look at that game and say, oh, yeah, well, you know, had one or two bounces going Notre Dame's way, they would have been. No, they were thoroughly whooped on. And again, it's not a team award. I understand it's an individual award. So I don't want to punish them because at the end of the day, if that's the case, then Peyton Wilson would have no claims to the award. But here's what I don't like. I believe the narrative of, oh, Notre Dame has the second least yards allowed per game and all that good stuff is what plays big for folks. And the problem with that is Peyton Wilson can't control Nick McLeod transferring to Notre Dame. Peyton Wilson can't control Tayshawn Smith's shoulder tearing up. He can't control Chris Ingram's health. He can't control any of his safety's health. He can't control whether or not Tanner Ingles is going to get ejected for targeting. He cannot control that. He controls what he can control, and that is him, he himself as a player. And he did so much better than Jeremiah, and that's just facts. That's just the facts. And it's sad that this conversation is even being had. But again, just like every time NC State has a huge win, just like Westmore getting a win over South Carolina, South Carolina's coach gets shown, just like Kevin Keats getting a win over Roy Williams, Roy Williams gets shown, just like 108 tackles somehow is, is worth, worth less than 56. I, so, and here's one thing that I always love to say whenever there are two guys that are in this type of situation, which really ain't a situation to me, but whenever the national media or whatever says this player is better than this player, this player, I just have one simple question. Switch places. Which team is made better? And I'm going to leave that pause there on purpose. I'm going to leave that pregnant pause there on purpose because you put uh, Peyton Wilson on Notre Dame. You put Jeremiah on NC State. You mean that you – is anybody seriously going to make the argument that NC State becomes better off that? If colleges could trade, you you honestly think NC State would become better off that trade? You think Notre Dame would be worse off that trade? If you do, I have oceanfront property to sell you right next to my home in Detroit, Michigan. It's on the west side, so it's, it's right off the Pacific Coast. Yes, I know it's in Detroit, but somehow it's still off the Pacific Coast because you'll believe anything. So I, I'm trying to sell you something that's indicative of your belief of anything, if you honestly believe that NC State will become a better team with Jeremiah and Notre Dame will become a worse team with Peyton and not vice versa. Honestly. Honestly and truly. And that's just, that that is what it is, okay? But anywho, um, I've, I've already told y'all a little bit about Vegas and the whole betting thing and all that. And let me tell you something. There's only one place to go for all of your bets. If you're a locked-on listener, it is betonline.ag. If you use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, you get 50% off your or a 50% welcome bonus. Friends, whatever bets you want to make, be it on the huge bowl games we got coming up, be it on the whenever Harden decides to get out of the strip club and, and the Houston Rockets actually play a game. Be it uh, betting on whether or not Giannis is finally going to hit those free throws in the clutch to win uh, the Milwaukee Bucks a game. 
Whatever betting you need to do, do it on betonline.ag. Trust me, it is the place to go. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, friends. Get in on the action, and don't forget to use our promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner at betonline underscore ag to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account. Trust me, friends, you will not regret it, okay? I'm telling you, it's the place you need to be. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Now we're about to land this thing, but just a few more, just a few uh, things just to rehash what we've already talked about here today. Again, a DJ Funder Berkeley's NC State team gets a 79-76 win. And I don't think people realize how big that was for NC State. Jericho Helms is one of our top scorers. His focus and his um, the task of shutting down the preseason ACC Player of the Year, Garrison Brooks, greatly diminished his ability to score. Let's just be honest here, right? With that being said, with Baycott and Brooks on the floor, you would think, okay, Manny Bates and whoever else they got in that front court is going to have their hands full. Helms did an amazing job. Shout out to him. He did what needs to be done. Now, with that being said, when DJ Funderburg comes back in the second game, I believe he'll have a huge positive impact on this game because, again, a large part of what kept USC in the game down the stretch was their ability to rebound and the situations as far as Braxton Beverly was being trapped, he could not find many teammates open. Uh, it, uh, obviously, a big body, especially big bodies down low, huge against beating traps, huge against that. Because all they do, especially an experienced, savvy, slick guy like Funderburg, all it is just one or two steps in the right direction. He opens himself up, puts himself in a position to make a good pass into a good shot, or even put it on the deck and go get a bucket himself. He will be huge in the second game going forward, but it's always great to get this type of win over the boys in blue. Uh, Shaquille, <laughs> Shaquille Moore, they said he couldn't shoot. And I'm telling you, I, I, hey, evaluators, great job. I'm glad that y'all talked all the other coaches off this young man and away from him and on the NC State. Shaquille, keep it up, man. Keep it up, keep it up. And the huge dunk on the baseline, just he, oh, wow. Again, 17 points in 15 minutes. What more do I need to say? And he came with his same level of defensive intensity that he always comes with. Oh, I love it here. Love it here. And, again, Peyton Wilson deserved the ACC Defensive Player of the Year. Somehow he only got six votes. Somehow he only got six votes. He deserved the Buckus Award. Again, 
I've already talked about him against the field. Or maybe that was the episode that I recorded. It was a lost episode from the, the day that I, the last day I was recording before uh, I came down with COVID. And I literally, it took everything in me and I just, I could not give any more than I had that day. But the fact of the matter is simple. NC State deserves some respect as far as what we have done in men's basketball with this win. Peyton Wilson deserves his respect in regards to not being placed behind folks who have less total tackles than he has on since then. What are we what are we really saying here? What are we really saying here? Are the forced fumbles and fumble recoveries worth that much? Are they worth that much? Are you really going to tell me that three forced fumbles and two fumble recoveries, that that is the difference of 52 tackles? Are you going to tell me that with a straight face? Because, again, a turnover is huge. It's, it's huge. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. But, again, if we're looking at if, – even if we assume all three of the fumbles you forced were recovered by uh, Notre Dame, we're looking at five turnovers created there, right? With Peyton Wilson – oh, I'm sorry. Include his interception, six. With Peyton Wilson, we've got two. So, if you're going to tell me that four turnovers – mean more to the a team over the course of a season than 55 I'm sorry than 52 tackles I as somebody who played football I would like you to explain it to me I would like you to explain it to me like I'm a third grader how that works and again I am not at all underestimating how huge the the fumbled pitch was against Clemson that was a scoop and score for the young man I hope that Jeremiah goes on and makes a lot of money, plays in the NFL for a lot of years, has a very successful career. That is my hope and prayer for the young man. I am. This is not a knock Jeremiah type of deal here. But this is simply, when you look at the numbers, when you look at the tape, again, I have watched the tape. I have watched the games. I have not seen a single game where Jeremiah was as impactful as Peyton Wilson was at Duke or at at um, the game was at the Carter, but they played against Duke. I have not seen one, not one, and I mean that, and I mean that. But it's all right, it's okay, because uh, again, at after this year, Notre Dame was a one-year rental. Hopefully, next year, uh, Peyton Wilson gets some respect finally if he decides to come back. Hopefully, he gets the love that he deserves if he decides to come back and all that because there this year was an exception because everybody played different amounts of games and weight drastically different like Ohio State at 6 and all that and 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 things like that but next year when everybody has a, a similar amount of games there will be no excuse nobody will be able to look at this and explain this away nobody will be able to explain away 52 tackles nobody will be able to explain that away nobody and nor should they try because you can't you can't. Again, this is a defensive statistic. Offensive statistics you can curb and skew in a certain way based on the system that you play in because certain systems literally put the ball in certain players' hands more. Puts the ball in a or puts certain positions in a player to put certain players in position to have immense amounts of success. Obviously, a fullback in a triple option is going to have more yards 
than uh, a fullback or a power back in an air raid offense. That's just what that is objectively. Defensively, it's not the same. Yes, defensively, certain schemes do help out certain players more. But 50 tackles worth? What? I don't think you understand. That's literally 100% of what this young man put out. That's like you telling me a running back that rushed for uh, 1,200 uh, out of the, the air raid is somehow better than a running back who rushed for 2,400 because he was in triple option. 2,400 is 2,400. He still lapped the other guy. It's like a quarterback out of the air raid throwing for 5,500. And the guy behind him throwing for 2,700. But you're saying that the 2,700 is more because he was in a pro style. It doesn't make sense. It defies logical reason, and it shouldn't even be tried to explain away, all right? Thank you all so much for coming out and listening again. As always, it is great having y'all here. It is great being back. This was my first solo episode ever since I've um, uh, won my battle with COVID, and I am so excited to be back and to be making great content. Every single day you got to go into work, I will be making more content for y'all. And even on days you don't, with the holidays coming up, I'll still be here, all right? Peace and love, and as always, go Pack.